So today we are looking at Old Testament heroes in our summer series. Um, our heroes are the heroes that we're looking at are heroes, but they're not heroes in a Superman sense or a Spider-Man sense. They're just ordinary people who trusted in God. And we've looked at Moses and Joseph and Noah. Today, we're looking at David who took on a giant. And so we're going to have our Bible reading. And this is from 1 Samuel 17. And I'm going to start reading from verse 33. So just so you know what's happening, the Israelites, that's God's people, are going to face an army. And in this army, which is much stronger than God's people, the, the army of God's people, there's a giant and he's nine feet tall. And he's got 130 pounds of armor on. So imagine the tallest person that you know, like Luke Porter, and add another three feet. And that's how big Goliath is. He might, he might have been a little bit more muscly than Luke. Not that, you know, Luke doesn't have muscle, but you know what I mean? He was an absolute giant. And so we're going to pick up the story here. Where is Luke? He's up there. Love you, Luke. Right. Starting at verse 33, David has volunteered to go and fight this giant. And this is what Saul, who's the leader of God's people, says. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. Sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defeated the armies of the living God. The Lord rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, and he will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord will be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own clothes, in Saul's clothes. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened the sword over the tunic and tried walking around, but he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Paul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream and put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag. And with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine had a shield bearer in front of him and kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was a little more than a boy, but was glowing with health and was handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and to wild animals. David said to Philistine, to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down. Moving on to verse 48. And the Philistine moved closer to attack him. David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. 
So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, without a sword in his hand, and he struck down the Philistine. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God indeed. So today we are going to look at the A, the B and the C of overcoming our giants. The A, the B and the C of overcoming our giants. Now just to give a visual representation, sorry Ava, of how, of how tall and big Goliath was. Let's pick someone tall. Sam Archer, do you want to just come up here? Let's give Sam a big round of applause. Now, there are some similarities between Sam and Goliath. Uh, Sam's a nice man. Goliath wasn't. Uh, but Sam's pretty well-built look. He's very healthy. Um, he's also, how tall are you? About six feet? Six feet. A bit taller than me. Um, come and stand on this chair. Now, Abby, come up here. So this might be a little visual representation of the height difference between David and Goliath. I mean, David might have been a little bit taller, but you get the point. There is a huge difference. Sometimes the enemies, stay standing up there, Sam. Sometimes the enemies that we face in our life look huge. Now, some of the things that you shared earlier that you're scared of, I'm sure sometimes look huge to you. But there may be some things that you've named, that you've not named, sorry, that are even bigger. It may be that at the moment you're scared about the future. And when you look to it, it just looks so big and scary, not that you look scary, that you don't know what is going to happen. It may be that you've got unfulfilled longings or desires, something that you've been praying for for a long time and it's just not happening. It may be that as you look to the new academic term, you're scared about what the future might bring. And when we look up at these things, they look so big that there's no way we think that we could ever take them down. Well, today we're going to look at the A, the B, and the C of overcoming our giants. Thank you, Sam. You can head back to Maddie. Let's give Sam a big round of applause. Thank you, Abby. So I wonder whether there's a giant in your life that maybe you didn't even talk about earlier, something that you've been hiding, something that you're scared of, something that you know is looming over you and you just don't know how you're going to get past this giant. Well, we're going to look at the A, the B and the C of overcoming these giants. And the first, the first one, A, is that to overcome giants, we need to be anchored in God's truth. Anchored in God's truth. So if you've got a Bible open in front of you, look at verse 33. Saul says to David you are not able to go. Saul didn't think that David would be able to overcome this giant. And what David does is he tells of all of the wonderful things that he's seen God do in his life. Well, did you not know that when I was looking after the sheep, I killed a bear and a lion? Can you imagine doing that? And in verse 37, David, um, David's convinced Saul that he's able to take on this giant. And Saul says in verse 37, go and the Lord be with you. Now, what we need in life is to be so anchored in God's truth that the truth is louder than the lies that are spoken about us. So it may be that the giant that you're facing is somehow controlling you at the minute with lies. 
that you're not good enough, that this thing that you're facing is going to defeat you, that it's going to determine your future. And those little whispers that we sometimes hear in the back of our head, they need to be overcome by the amplified truth of God's Word. The truth that the Holy Spirit applies to our life from the Scriptures is that we belong to Jesus and that we belong to God. And so when you hear those lies, we need to hear God's truth. I am a child of God. The Bible amplifies the truth in our life so that we can go and face the enemy in our life and proclaim who we are. So I wonder whether a few people might speak out some of God's truth and we're going to hear it amplified across the church. Come to the, to the curate first, Brogan. I am redeemed by Jesus. Lovely. That's a very good truth. Pat? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. That's very true, Pat. Let's have one more. Melody, coming to you. I am God's beloved child. Amen. So the, one of the ways in which we overcome the giants in our life is we use the word of God, which is amplified above all of the lies of the enemy. Go and the Lord will be with you. The second way, the B in which we overcome our giants is that we boldly embrace the circumstances that are before us. That doesn't mean that we accept them as good. It doesn't mean that they're always going to be easy, but we do need to accept what is before us. Now, if you look at verse 38, Saul dressed David in his own tunic. So Saul was more experienced than David. And what he thought is, I need to put David in my clothes. That's going to be the thing that's going to enable David to overcome this giant. But it wasn't right. David had to wear his own clothes and be himself, embrace the circumstance that was before him as him, in order to overcome the giants. In fact, in verse 39, David says, I cannot go in these. And he had to go in his own clothes. Now, wearing somebody else's clothes, doing things as somebody else is not going to help you overcome the giant in your life. I wonder if I could have a volunteer. I think I've got one prep for this. Is Amara around? Amara, let's give Amara a round of applause as she comes to the front. So Amara, I just found these in Lost Property. We've got a lot of Lost Property Church, by the way. If you want to have a look at it at the end, then do ask one of the team. Amara, I wonder if you could just, I'm just turning these right way, right way round. If you could wear these clothes from Lost Property and tell me what it feels like to wear them. Put those trousers on. Anyone recognise any of these, by the way? There's a nice, there's a nice sweat here. This belongs to anybody? No? Okay, Mara, put that jumper on. She looks quite good, doesn't she? Oversized is in, I'm told. Uh, put this coat on. So in, in facing the giant, Saul thought David needed to wear his clothes. When what actually David needed to do was wear his own clothes because he needed to embrace the circumstance before him as him. 
not as somebody else. You didn't have to walk in somebody else's shoes. And it may be that you're facing the same giant as the person next to you, but God has uniquely called and gifted you to face the giant in your life. Amara, what does it feel like to wear somebody else's clothes? Weird. Would you um, like to go to school in these? No. Do you think you look cool? No. No. Uh, would you recommend anyone else try dressing up in somebody else's clothes? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, at least we're honest. Wear the clothes that God has given you. Embrace the circumstances before you as you, because God has gifted you uniquely and made you unique to overcome the giant in your life. Thank you, Amara. Let's give Amara a big round of applause. You can get out of those clothes if you like now. So B, boldly embrace the circumstances. And the C is confidence in God. So the Philistine, this Goliath, this giant, said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And David said to the Philistine, you come against me with shorn and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. That's verse 45. Now, it may be that the giant that you're facing in your life at the minute is coming at you with all kinds of stuff. Sickness, depression, lies, fear. Maybe, maybe it's taking even away some of the physical stuff that, um, that keeps you comfortable. Things, these giants can come at us from all angles with all kinds of things. But the one thing they don't come at us in is in the name of the Lord. And so we speak back to giants. We come against you in the name of the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And even though David was the total underdog in this story, he was able to take out this giant just with a slingshot. Even though Goliath had pounds and pounds of armor on, was absolutely huge, David took out the giant with one shot, the shot that God had for him. Now, Sam, I wonder if you could come back. Let's welcome Sam back into the story as Goliath. And I need uh, three volunteers. Alice and Amara, come on then. Or Boaz. Right, Boaz, you go with Alice. Amara, you come here. Right, this is a slingshot. Sam, you... Oh, let's not hit the communion table. You stand somewhere down the aisle. Okay, now... Alice and Boaz, pull that really tight. Amara, you pull that really tight. Oh gosh, we don't want to take Keith out. Come this way. This way. Walk this way. Walk this way. Keep coming. Keep coming. Sam, a little bit closer. I don't know how far this is going to go. Let's take a step this way. This way, this way, this way. Right. Now pull as hard as you can each way. So with one shot. Oh. Let's try again. Try again. That's what happens Oh my gosh, this is getting a bit chaotic. With one shot. <laughs> now, it doesn't look much, and actually this really wasn't. Thank you, kids. Round of applause for the children. Um, thanks, Sam. It doesn't look like, a, look like a lot, but confidence in God, even though it looks foolish to the world, can overcome the giants in our life. Now, 
we see all of this supremely in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus was anchored in the truth because he was the truth. When lies came at him in Luke chapter four in the desert, Jesus was able to claim the truth of who he was in God. Jesus boldly embraced his circumstances, even when they were difficult. In the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus embraced what was before him and the cross. And Jesus was confident that even in facing the giant of death, he would defeat all our giants for us and ultimately death itself. In Jesus, we don't do any of this in our own strength, but in Jesus, we can overcome anything that the enemy throws at us. So we're just going to have a moment of quiet and children, you may just want to join in with this. And just think about the thing that you said that you were scared of right at the start of the service. And it may be that some of us here are facing really big things. Things that scare us. Things about the future. And let's ask God by the power of the Holy Spirit to anchor us in his truth. To enable us to boldly embrace what's before us. That we might have confidence in the one true God. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we acknowledge that some of us have giants that seem so big. We don't know how we're going to overcome them. But we thank you that in Jesus' name we can. Because he overcame the ultimate giant of death itself so that we could be free. And so to sickness, to a lack of joy, to doubt about the future, we speak the name of Jesus. And we say that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. In Jesus' name. Amen.